Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers, we are as Sir Crokington, and it's time for the Giant Saga Part 3, The Wrath of the Giant. Justice Khan has arrived, leading a formidable army of savage creatures. The formidable mountain giant has set about imposing his cruel will on the towns and villages that once paid tribute to his half-brother, Horny Jack. Armed with the one true hope of defeating his menace, you must escape from the clutches of his cunning minions and brave the perilous journey to the town of Elmbridge, where a rendezvous with a mysterious ally and a final desperate stand against a giant savage might awaits you. And let us begin. A recap of recent events. The end of the second of the giant series. You had just emerged from the tomb of Tarangar, having succeeded in retrieving Stone Song. The one weapon, legends say, has the power to defeat even the most fearsome of giants. Although I suspect the Wonder Dragonfire would work in a pinch too. Because <laughs> it works on everything. And here again is the last part of Stone Song. Ivor's eyes widen as you emerge from the tomb, produce the object of your quest. He gazes in wonder at the magnificent horn, unable to speak for several minutes as he carefully studies it. Beyond all hope, Stone Song is found, he says. A look of relief spreads across his face. It's good to know there's truth in the legends. I'd hate to think my years of study have been to no avail. For several minutes, you relate to Ivor the details of what transpired within the tomb. He consistently shakes his head in disbelief as you describe the horrors you encountered in the musty passages of Targadar's West. We must not delay any longer, for the danger grows with each passing hour, he says as you conclude your account. We are awaited in the village of Elmbridge by an old friend of mine and a staunch ally in the battle against the tyranny of Jarth. Jask is gone. He will know how best to employ our newfound addition to our arsenal. Let us strike out west for Elmbridge at once. Come now, there will. They are the last words Ivor will ever speak. And now the adventure begins. Ivor staggers and pitches forward, landing face first in the tall grass at the edge of the makeshift camp, a long, thin dart protruding from the side of his neck. You spin round. You every nerve steel for battle, 
only to find yourself confronted by four snarling cave goblins in black leather armor. Well, I think I think they're the bad guys. One of the foul creatures. Not okay. Admittedly, the killing someone. Straight off murdering a guy for no particular reason, that gave it away too. One of the foul creatures clutches a wooden blowgun in its gloved fingers, which only surmise expelled the dart that brought down Ivor. The largest of the goblins steps boldly towards you, flanked on either side by two of his kin, each wielding a broad-bladed axe. The apparent leader of the savage crew draws a serrated blade and levels at you as he menacingly continues his steady approach. Where is the horn? grumbles the lead goblin, his festering face twisted into a sniffling stare. Fetch it up now, or the poison that cut down that miserable wat will course through your veins. The goblin holding the blowgun draws the instrument to his mouth prepares to lose a dart in your direction. There's enough famine in the tip of that dart to drop an ogre, hisses the leader menacingly. His Highness, the indomitable Justice Khan, has granted that your life should be bared if you hand over that which belongs to me. Come now, let us not go against his wishes. A sinking feeling rises from within you as you realise your mission to discover Stone Song was known. And here, conclusion it has been compromised okay how did they find out was there a traitor or did or does justice Khan just have really really good spies you sense the four you sense the four goblins are very much on edge perhaps equally as fearful as the bold hero standing before them as they are of their distant giant master. Hmm. They should be more fearful. Because I can kill them right now. Justice Khan. We'll have to find them first. Nope, I've got to deal with these goblins. Can't be having these guys just wandering around with their poison blowguns causing menaces. Attack the goblins. You realise you must first deal with the goblin who has the blowgun trained on you yourself any chance of surviving the encounter so i could attempt to reach the goblin that's probably the most dangerous option because you know i'll be running towards him and he has a poison blowgun i could use telekinesis fortification or destruction destruction is the highest level so i'll use that you quickly summon your power of destruction and focus it on the wooden blowgun channeling Succeeded. 16 XP to destruction. The goblin shrieks in fear as the blowgun crumbles to dust in his clawed hand. The wretched creature fumbles to draw the axe strapped to his back as you leap to attack. The panic-stricken goblin shrieks in fear and fumbles to draw the axe strapped to his back. You know, you could just run. It's, it's always available. It's always available. The option. Your family, friends, meetings, whatever. Even the police, if you're fast enough, you could just run. <laughs> Axe wielding cave goblin. Begin combat. 
the goblin hacks at you with his sharp axe, and I stabbed with my sharper dagger. Boy, it's not quite as sharp as the previous one, because I'm now using the quick stab dagger. Let me just check, yep, yeah, quick stab dagger for, dagger for some quick stabbing. 12 XP. A blood curdling scream escapes from the goblin's gaping jaws as the pitiful creature collapses to the ground at your feet. Instinctively, you turn to face his remaining kin. Uh, running option, you have that too. Two axe wielding cave goblins rush forward and attack, following the sharp command of their leader. Alright, two axe wielding cave goblins, stabity stab time. I stab, I stab, I stab. Brutal blow for fire damage. And they are slain. 21 XP. I'll have the horn and your blood, maggot! Growls the last of the goblins as he levels the blade of his short sword at your chest. It's the cave goblin leader. Although he's still just an underling. He's middle management. The vicious cave goblin slices at you with his sword. A sudden surge of energy overtakes you, and you lay an impossibly swift blow upon your enemy. That's nine damage. So it's light. It's very similar to the Shimmering Silver Sword special. Well, it makes sense. It's probably more or less copied over. Alright, slices you with his sword, and he's stabbed. 21 XP. Goblin carnage lies strewn about the ground at your feet. A quick search through the remains reveals a small quantity of gold. Their weapons are typical, crude goblin prefer, save for the leader's swords, which bears a mark of fine craftsmanship. Also 17 gold. A well-crafted short sword. Well, I'll take that. Can't just leave it around where some other goblin could pick it up. It's got to be got to be handed in to the shops so it can be just tossed into the well of blades or something like that quickly move over and examine the body of Ivor Ivor is dead you kneel next to his body and mutter a few prayers find that no matter how this turns out the sacrifice he made will never be forgotten a small clap pouch of gold strung from his belt contains some gold tokens and both of his weapons appear to be of good quality. Alright, 24 gold tokens, which I just automatically take took because uh, adventurers, they loot corpses, even of their friends. Yes. So, since I've already started corpse looting, I might as well take the superior longsword and the sturdy dagger. The only other item of interest you discover upon his belongings is a scrap of parchment, upon which is scrawled a deep belief note, instructing Ivor to find you in or about Hawklaw. You read the note a couple of times, then tear it up, scattering the wind pieces into the brisk wind that carries across the moor. With no indication as to what your next course of action should be, you will play Ivor's last words in your mind. You are waited in the village of Elmbridge by an old friend of mine and a staunch ally in the battle against the tyranny of Justice Khan. He will know how best to employ the newfound addition to our arsenal. 
Yes, I strike out west for Owen Bridge at once. Taking into consideration this unsettling turn of events, you can't help but feel that the prospect of success in, this, in the endeavour before you is now as elusive as ever, even with the legendary horn in your possession. With the final words of Ivor still echoing in your head, and with only a vague notion about the location of the village, decide to head west in the general direction of Elmbridge and seek out the nameless ally to whom Ivor alluded. For three days, the lush countryside of Western Tysa serves as a backdrop for your journey to the village of Elmbridge. Tangled woodlands, broad expanses of farmland, and rolling green hills. All pass by underfoot as you trek steadily westward, hoping to find Elmbridge before it is too late. It is early afternoon on the third day of your travels. You've just finished skirting the southern end of a wide forest lake when you spot a thin column of smoke rising above the trees to the west. Hmm. Might as well just have a look, see? You move cautiously through the trees to your west. Your eyes and ears alert for any sign of movement in the forest around you. A few minutes later, you're standing at the edge of a small clearing, in the centre of which sits a bearded man in a fur cloak. Sitting next to the small fire with his back turned to you. Suddenly, the man turns to face you, almost as if you've somehow sensed your presence. He smiles warmly and asks you to sit and share the fire. Okay, admittedly, I know that there are potions to transform things into humans, so you've got to be cautious. And of course, bandits exist. So I'm going to use divination first. Tempted child now. 8 XP to divination. You sense... Great deal of mystery surrounding the man. Although you do not feel he's evil, you have difficulty discerning his intentions with any clarity. Okay, I could attack him, but I he's not he's not set off my evil alarm, so I can't do that. So I could just continue on my way, or I could accept his invitation and join both. I'll do that. I've travelled far to find you, Sir Crokin, he says, as you warm yourself at the edge of the fire. Travel is not something I am accustomed, accustomed to, but yet rarely do I find myself in these parts, I must confess. You ask the man how he knows your name, what his business is, but he ignores the inquiry, continues speaking as if he's not heard a word. I bring something that might prove of use to you, he says, producing a thick bundle of cloth and handing it to you. It's a delivery I'm glad I've had the opportunity to make. Our meeting is no accidental encounter. Do not dwell on insignificance, for your energy is best spent on the task at hand. You unwrap the bundle of cloth and are surprised when your eyes fall upon a magnificent sword blade buried in the folds of the fabric. The blade has been separated from whatever hilt upon which it wasted, but it remains nevertheless a remarkable piece. So, I have to find the hilt, or a hilt, to you know, have it work. Upon the shimmering blade in your hands is engraved an intricately detailed scene 
depicting a fierce battle between a group of armoured men and several giants. When it is reunited with its hilt, a sword of legend shall be reborn, says the bearded man. Take his eyes reflecting the silver glimmer of the blade. Take the blade, and on the road that lies ahead, you may find what you seek. It's a separated blade. This magnificent blade has been separated from the hilt upon which it once rested. An elaborately engraved scene covers the blade, depicting a battle between armoured men and fearsome giants. You glance up at the blade and ask the mysterious stranger what he knows of your business, and shocked to discover he is nowhere to be seen. A sound vaguely to your wife turns in your head. Turns your head in that direction. And you spot a vaguely human shape, obscured by shadow, receding into the gloom of the wood. You are now sh- also shocked to discover there is now no trace of the small fire next to which the man was seated, as if it never existed before, existed at all. Without further delay, you set off to the west, resuming your original course through the wood. The forest begins to thin out as you proceed and you soon come upon a well-worn road winding its way through the trees, running more or less east and west. Alright. Well, roads go somewhere. Well, they went somewhere once. They don't necessarily go anywhere anymore. So, we know Elmbridge is west. This is a road going west, so we might as well follow it. And even if we don't find Elmbridge, we'll probably get into some other village and they can tell us, village or town, and they can tell us where Elmbridge is. So it's, it's really our best option. Because unfortunately I don't... Wait a minute, did I te- get the Grand Ashenbow with the map of Telsha? No, I got the one... Uh, intricate engraving that masterfully depicts a raven perched on a tree limb adorns the face of the bow. Now, I mean, if I got that one, maybe I could look at that. But it's probably not in enough detail to show to show really tiny towns like Elmbridge. You follow the well-worn road as it cuts its way almost due west through the outskirts of the forest. Nearly a mile along the road, you come upon something that raises your spirits. A moss-covered sign attached to a thick wooden post indicates the village of Elmbridge lies only a few miles ahead along this very road. You are elated to have located the village and redouble your effort, hopping swiftly along the road in search of reaching your destination within the hour. However, less than a mile past the sign, you encounter the first sign that the forward is not white in Elmbridge. Well, that was expected. This is where Justice Khan and his horde is going. You turn a bend and come upon the smashed remains of a wagon strewn across the road. Flies buzz around the bloody carcass of two horses that lie among Mr. Wackets. Sadly, one of the horses is still breathing faintly. And without hesitation, you mercifully put the suffering beast out of his misery. Okay? You now go to Horse Valhalla. Yes, it's where the grass is really green and sweet. And uh, there, there are apples. And uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know what else horse is like. 
no fat children that want to abide you all the time. Definitely none of them. The bodies of the two horses are widdled with deep gashes, and the search of the remains of the wagon produces a broken haft of an axe and a flint dagger. The items are crude there at the best, typical of the weaponry employed by goblins. The realisation that goblins attacked this wagon and presumably killed or captured its occupants causes a sinking feeling to well up from the pit of your stomach. All indications are the minions of Justice Khan have already arrived in Elmbridge. And they're just being needlessly jerky. I mean, okay, militarily speaking, I could get killing everyone who tries to leave because they could gather reinforcements. I mean, you're still a jerk, but it makes tactical sense if you've already baked in the idea that you're an invader. <laughs> but killing the horses? You can use horses! You can ride them! It's not like they could tell anyone what's going on. Maybe Stormgate. Stormgate's very smart. Yes. Fearful of what fate might have befallen the remote village, you hopefully follow the world west, care, care, cautiously skirting the edge of the forest. Less than a dozen yards past the shattered remains of the wagon, something suddenly strikes your leg. You just look down and discover a small rock lying on the ground at your feet. Peering into the woods, you spot a man lying just inside the edge of the forest, his body partially concealed by a blanket of foliage. He rapidly beckons for you to approach, and without delay, you slip into the woods and make your way over to him. The man introduces himself as Quick, and tells you that Elmbridge has fallen to a force of goblins and ogres. You learn that the village received warning from the nearby settlement of Oxwen, an attack was imminent, and most of Elmbridge of Elmbridge inhabitants have fled to safety, save for a band of militia who attempted an ill-conceived defence. Yeah, that's it's just way over their level. This is a this is an army we're dealing with. I mean, they've got like they've got black leather armor and everything. It was. Oh, hardy at best, he says, wincing in pain as he speaks. We could not have prepared, been prepared for the sheer number of goblins that stormed the village and swarmed us, or the bands of ogres that, band of ogres that followed them. I believe a few men might have escaped with their lives, myself included. But there were over twenty of us pitch, pitching the fight. It was a deadly blunder. In a weak voice, Quig tells you that the goblin waiters were seeking someone who was apparently hiding in the village. You can't help but think this this someone could be the person to whom Ivor alluded to in his final words. Whoever it is, they must have fled into the tunnels beneath the village, for a large party of goblins has entered that forbidden place. You ask Quig about the tunnels he mentioned. He tells you that a sprawling, underground complex of passages have always existed below the village. The tunnels are the wenements of the distant past, he says. No one is certain of their origin and purpose, and it is forbidden for anyone to enter them. 
Many believe that a strange magic exists within the tunnels, perhaps hiding some ancient secret. Regardless, there's only there's only one I have ever known who is willing who would willingly brave those passages. Quig tells you that Elmbridge is no longer safe to enter, as the goblins have taken up residence in the heart of the village and now control all roads leading into it. No doubt the band of ogres that smashed its way through us is in there as well, he says, wincing as he struggles to get the words out. You tell Quig of your intention of entering the village and finding the mysterious stranger who reportedly fled in the channels. He casts... He casts a disapproving glance at you. Yeah, glance at you, suddenly distracted by what appears to be a wave of intense pain. For several moments, Quig is unable to speak. He closes his eyes and exhales sharply as he contends with the severe pain that seems to have overtaken him. He motions for you to come closer and hoist up his bloody tunic moving a wide and deep gash spanning the breadth of his chest. I may have seen my last sunrise this morning, he says, smirking. No matter, though. I should see that you spared yourself the death to which this world will leave you, leave you. Now, I could use restoration, or I could just leave him to die. But Sir Crokington already left someone to die. He left Vark to die. And he's not... And she's not going to do that again. If there's a chance to heal someone, she will always take it. Even if it's a slim, slim chance. And even if they're trying to kill her. So she will use Restoration, which has to be level 30 or higher. Use call upon your power of restoration. It succeeded! <sighs> this is the start of the ne- of Circo Heathen's never-ending redemption. 32 experience to restoration. You place your hand over Quig's wound and instantly feel the warmth of your healing power flow into his body. Quig gasps in shock as a wide gash narrows and shortens before his very eyes until he's little more than deep scratch across his torso. While it's still in quite a bit of pain, your healing powers have likely saved his life. He grins broadly and expresses his gratitude and surprise. I wish I could repay this kindness, he says, hardly able to contain his gratitude. I tell you, however, that if you seek to enter the tunnels, you should know the entrance to them lies in the cellar of the church. I cannot recommend such a course, but I can see there is more to you meets the eye friend well a lot more because what meets the eye is a toad you thank him for the information but he only shakes his head and smiles it may be a fool there but you go with my blessing he says Quig is still too weak to move but and you help him get comfortable before you set off along the edge of the road towards the occupied village Less than a mile past the spot where Quig lay, you come upon the outskirts of Elmbridge, passing several small cottages and a large barn that have been that have been ransacked. The bloody carcasses of three horses lie strewed at the roadside, and close by a 
three are headless bodies of three men in leather armour, who presumably were members of the militia that paid for their bravery of their lives. The cruelty of the goblins sickens you, and you are now more determined than ever to see your mission through and effect a final end to the tyranny of Justice Khan and his wicked minions. Just beyond the Wangsat cottages and the road, the road bends to the south, in the distance you can clearly make out the cluster of buildings that comprise the heart of the village. Suddenly, your eyes fall upon a more sinister sight. Not far ahead, on the left side of the road, stand two cave goblins, apparently guarding the thoroughfare that runs into the central valley branch. You quickly take cover in the trees on the side of the road, thankful you have not yet been spotted. You have a feeling that getting past these two centuries without alerting every goblin in the village to your presence could prove tricky. Alright, I have some options. Attack them, sneak past them, use archery and kill them before they can say anything. Or use the power of illusion. Skillful. Hmm. I probably used illusion the first time around, so I'm going to sneak past them. Moving furtively just inside the edge of the forest, you attempt to sneak past the goblin sentries and get closer to the heart of the village. Picking a number. Bonus of 232. 142 from woodmanship, 70 from fee3, and 20 from luck. So, I'm, I'm, I'm guaranteed to succeed here. Pick now. 270. That gives me 8 experience to woodmanship and 8 experience to thievery. You easily sneak past the goblin sentries and make your way closer to the heart of the village. As you draw near to the heart of Elbridge, you can plainly see that the village is overrun with a large force of goblins. Fearing that it is too dangerous to continue a direct approach, you quickly take up position on a thickly wooded slope just east of the village centre. Alright, this is a safe spot. From your vantage point on the thickly wooded slope just east of the centre of Elmbridge, you are clearly able to see the entirety of the village and clearly monitor the movements and locations of the goblins occupied. The foul goblins move in and about the major structures in the heart of Elmbridge. However, the majority of their action seems to be centred upon the plain wooden church at the northern edge of the village square. So they know about the tunnels and they're trying to keep someone out or keep someone in. Probably a bit of both. You've no doubt that the goblins' efforts are focused on finding the very man you've come here seeking. For you know this of this man, the alloy to which Ivor alluded in his final words, you realise you cannot allow him to fall into the clutches of the giant and his minions. You carefully... Observe the five locations at the centre of the village that seem to be the focus of most of the goblin activity. There's the Badger Den Cat Tavern. Now and again you spot a group of goblins making their way in and out of the tavern, the mill. The wretched goblins have infested the mill like ants. The bodies of three men lie strewn about the entrance. The fortunate victims of the foul creatures that now haunt the structure, the stables. The goblins overrun their stru- overrun the stables. Their wicked laughter 
echoes out of structure. I can only hope there were no animals within to be subject to their cruelty. The meeting house. Goblins move in and out of the village meeting house. Hey, I'm a villager. Look at me. I go to meetings. I wear a silly hat. I farm. I sit on a... I peg. Uh, I'm a villager. Look at me. <laughs> Maybe they're doing that. The church. The foul minions of Justice Khan could be soon moving about the grounds of the church and moving around inside the plain wooden structure. I can also explore the outskirts of the village. Alright, but I've, I'm in a safe spot, so I'm going to save first. And I've saved. So if I made any choices I regret, well, they're stuck now. Okay, if I made any more choices I regret. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because there's one choice that I will always regret. Well, so Crokington will always regret. Let's explore the outskirts of the village first. You cursively explore the outskirts of the village, moving furtively through the thick wood that surrounds Elmbridge. The north side of the settlement, you happen upon an old graveyard in the midst of the forest. A low grumble and a chorus of heavy breathing on the far side of the overgrown cemetery freezes you in your tracks. Through the tangle of growth at the edge of this forgotten place, you can make out the shapes of several ogres and a pair of goblins. You creep closer to get a better view, and note there are five ogres in all, and two armour-clad cave goblins milling about the far side of the graveyard. The largest of the ogres, particularly fearsome-looking brute with a patch covering one of his eyes, swipes at the ancient grave markers with a weighty spike club so I can sneak away or I could attack them. Sneak away. Okay that, that just brings you back to the back to the to the to overlooking the village. And back to the outskirts. Let's attack this band of cruel humanoids. 
The, the two armoured goblins stand several yards away from the ogres, and much, and that much closer to present position. The largest of the pair wields an axe, and his thickly muscled arms quiver as he grips the haft of his weapon, hinting at the savage might he possesses. Notch now and take aim at the large goblin, or just attack both of them head on. Oh, arrow, arrow time. You notch an arrow and take aim at the large goblin, picking it up. Bonus of 29 from archery, boosted by the Grand Dash and Bow. Gotta get 42 or more to shoot him straight in the heart. Pick now. 43. 86 to archery. The arrow glances off, the, glances off the tip of a dangling branch, but nevertheless finds its mark. A blood-curdling scream rises into the air as the dying goblin sinks to his knees, desperately clutching at the feathered shaft protruding from the base of his neck. As he topples over dead, the second goblin flees into the woods, now alerted to your presence. The five ogres charge across the graveyard and quickly surround you. The five ogres have you completely surrounded, leaving you no way to escape. You must fight these savage creatures to the death. Oh, you're all attacking at once. That, that's that's good strategy. Good strategy. Just don't don't hit each other in your enthusiasm. Begin combat. The ogres swing at you with their wooden clubs. Savage blow for nine damage. Another savage blow for eleven, and then twelve. But then they are slain. Seventy XP. Having survived the brutal fight, you search the area and make a grisly discovery. The bodies of nine men, most likely members of the militia, are heaped into a pile on the far side of the graveyard. You surmise that these valiant men made their final stand here, amongst the ancient graves of their kinsmen. You find cold consolidation in the fact that you were able to finish the fight on their behalf. You're about to turn and make your way out of the graveyard when you suddenly spot something quite unexpected. Adoring the waste of one of the fallen militias, a wide leather belt fastened to it in place of the buckle is the magnificent hilt. The hilt of the sword. Your pulse quickens when you realise the sword hilt is an exact match of the separated blade you acquired while en route. Oh, well, that's a lucky coincidence. Momentarily ignoring the eeriness of this almost unbelievable coincidence, you reach down and remove the hilt from your belt and match it up, up to the blade you're carrying, a separated hilt. This sturdy hilt has been separated from the blade that once rested upon it. The engraving of an armoured man holding aloft the severed head of a giant adorns the underside of the pommel. For it remains of little use in its present state, you can only summarise that it would be a truly grand weapon if it were somehow reforged. Amongst the remains of the ogres, you discover a small quantity of gold in a cloth sack. That's 32 gold tokens. With no desire to linger about the ancient graveyard a moment longer, you quickly turn head back to the village. Why don't we explore the outskirts again? Yeah, he's just talking. You recall, recall the brutal battle with the ogres and goblins you pitched here. You skirt the edge of the graveyard and quickly work your way back to the village. Okay, that's that. Okay, let's go straight to the church. 
You leave the relative safety of your hillside vantage point and descend into the heart of the village, headed for the church. You move stealthily along Elmbridge's main thoroughfare, narrowly avoiding a goblin patrol. As you sneak ever closer to the village centre, in only a matter of moments you arrive on scene at your destination, the village church. With no viable alternative at hand, you stride up and boldly enter the enemy held structure. The moment you set foot in five, inside, you discover the church is swarming with goblins. The cruel, savage humanoids quickly move to surround you, attempting to prevent your escape, as you unleash a brutal assault upon their ranks. The brutal melee in the church rages on as you quickly find yourself engaged with a cave goblin shaman stabs it with a bone knife and is slain. 13 XP. Sweat dream, streams down your brow as you step over the body of the fallen goblin, prepared to engage the next of the savage bloodthirsty creatures. The brutal melee in the church where he is on quickly finds yourself engaged with an axe-wielding cave goblin who hacks at you with his axe and is slain. 11 XP. Sweat streams down your brow as you step over the body of the fallen goblin, prepared to engage the necks of the savage, bloodthirsty creatures. Alright, it's two, two, two club-wielding cave goblins. They swipe at you with your their clubs, or me, or Sir Grokington. Not sure which person we're in. 13 XP. Sweat streams down your brow as you step over the bodies of the fallen goblins, prepared to engage the necks of the savage, bloodthirsty creatures. Huh. It's always the same thing, so I'm not going to read it anymore. A shriek, a piercing shriek startles you, and you look up just in time to see a scrawny goblin hurl a flaming earthenware vial in your direction. You are horrified when you realise the object is a goblin bomb. Bomb, a crude but deadly, deadly incendiary device designed to kill or maim an enemy. More info here. These crude incendiary devices are deployed by goblins to cruelly wreak havoc amongst their foes. Try your best not to get hit by one. If you have, I can use fortification, telekinesis, or elementalism. I'll, I'll start with fortification. Just go down the list, because this is going to happen a few times. Channeling it. Four speed of fortification. The goblin bomb sails into a hastily erected magical barrier. Detipulil detonating upon impact and obliterating a handful of goblins, unfortunate enough to be within standing range of his destructive fury. Well, really, you should have more strategy, goblins, you know. If you're going to throw something, make sure none of your dudes are nearby. You know, so you don't blow up your own dudes. Your magical barrier rapidly dissipates and you pray yourself to face whatever might come your way next. Alright, there's two spear-wielding cave goblins. They frosted you with their spears and are slain. 13 XP. Oh, it's another goblin bomb. Telekinesis this time. Challenging it. 4 XP to telekinesis. You project the power of your mind in the goblin bomb. Sending the hurtling device off course. The flaming veil vial sails past you, smashes into the wall, detonating with a deafening roar. Obliterating the hapless goblins, unfortunate enough to be standing within range of its destructive fury. You quickly ready yourself to face what might come next. Two club wielding cave goblins. Alright, stab it, stab, stab, stab. They are slain. 
13 XP. Scratch streams down your brows. You step over the bodies of the fallen goblins. Yep, same as always. Cave Goblin Warrior. Axity with his crude weapon. Deadly blow for 8 damage. And slain. 10 XP. 3 Cave Goblin Warriors. There's a lot of goblins in here. Tanky with the crude weaponry, but they're still slain. 13 XP. 4 Cave Goblin Warriors, huh? You're finally grouping up. Good on ya. You're still gonna die, of course. Brutal blow eight damage. But, but, but still. Some respect. Not much, but some. 13 XP. Three axe wielding cave goblins. They have to do with their axes, but are still slain. 13 XP. Cave goblin shaman. Stabs with the bone knife. Your vision blurs. You feel violently ill as a powerful wave of dark goblin magic washes over you in eight damage. But now it is slain in revenge for making me feel nauseous. 13 XP. Three spare wielding cave goblins this time. Stab, 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 stab. Brutal blow, five damage, and they are slain. 13 XP. Cave goblin shaman. Oh, special again for eight damage. And slain. There's a lot of them. Alright. Hulking Cave Goblin. Swings at you with his heavy hammer. Oh, right. oh, this was a... Oh, this was a special one. I didn't read the description at the front. Oh, you're going to have to play the game to know what it is. Savage Blow for 10 damage and 7 damage. And it's just slain. 389 XP. The fearsome Cave Goblin staggers for a moment then sinks to the floor. Topple on his side and does not move again. The last remaining goblins take flight, shrieking wildly as they flee for their lives. With no further goblins to contend with for the moment, you set about making a quick search of the church. You search the village church, proves not to be in, la- in vain. You discover a large pile of the goblins' loot looted in... heaped in a corner of the church. Okay... Some of it's pretty good, but most of it is kind of rubbish. A lot of, lot of common weapons. Well, of course they have lots of weapons. They like weapons. And 42 gold. Most of it in the form of four trinkets worth 39 gold. As you're concluding your search, you discover an open hatch in the floor in the recessed corner of the church. You stand in the recessed corner of Elmbridge Church, staring down an open hatch in the floor. Below the hatch, a set of stone steps send in a shadow. Recall the words of Quick, and you're certain that the stairs below the hatchway lead down into tunnels that, that he mentioned. It's into the tunnels that Quig told you the stranger fled, the goblins in pursuit. You don't, you don't fear it would be wise to enter the tunnels while the goblins still infest and control the village. You surmise that once you are dealt with the goblins that, o- that occupy the centre of Elmbridge, you'll feel safer about descending through the hatch. You quickly leave the church and retreat to the relative safety of the forest, or you contemplate your next move. Retreat to the safety of the forest for now. Hmm. I think that's actually the first time I've cleared out the church, and it wasn't the last one because it is at the bottom of the list. So it's just natural that you do it last. But now you know, oh yeah, 
Wait a minute. We can't. We can't let us leave all these goblins here. They could go into the tunnels afterwards and surround us. Not very safe. Let's deal with the goblins now while they're all divided up. All right. All right. So that's what I got to do. I've got to clear out all the goblins, starting with the tavern. You leave the relative safety of the hillside vantage point and stand at the heart of the village, head, headed for the Pagedan Tavern. You move stealthily along the Elbridge's main thoroughfare, narrowly avoiding a goblin patrol, as you sneak ever closer to the village centre, and only a matter of moments you arrive unseen at your destination, the Den Tavern. With no viable alternative at hand, you stride up and boldly enter the enemy hill structure. Don't you set foot inside, you discover the tavern is squarming with goblins. The cruel, savage hominoids quickly move to surround you, attempting to prevent your escape, as you unleash a brutal assault upon their ranks. Alright, uh, yeah, and the, this fight's like the previous two. I'm just gonna, this time, this is two club-wielding cave goblins. They are slain. 13 XP. Club-wielding cave goblin. And that is slain. For 10 XP. Two cave goblin warriors. Stabity stab, stab, stab. There's some brutal blows for five damage-ish each. 13 XP. Two spear-wielding cave goblins. Okay, this time I'll look out for special goblins. Axe wielding cave goblin. And a slain. Ooh, it's another goblin bomb. I'm gonna use elementalism this time. Channeling it. Four XP to elementalism. A powerful air elemental surges into the path of the hurtling bomb and drives it to the far walls of your right, where it detonates with the deafening roar. Obliterating the hapless goblins, unfortunate to be standing within the range of its destructive fury. Okay, okay, it's not not that bad that these could be caught off guard. Because they had no idea the bomb would end up there. It's totally out of track of where the bomb could reasonably have ended up. So they're probably hiding all... They could have even been withdrawing from the range of the bomb. And just the bomb moved. And it blew them up anyway. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you're a goblin. You get killed. It just happens a lot. Three axe-wielding cave goblins. Brutal blow 11 damage. They hack, hack with the axe. And they're slain. 13 XP. Axe-wielding cave goblin. Just one of them? Look, what, if, you, if three couldn't handle me, what makes you think you could? You're not that special! You don't even have have unique title. You've slain your foe. 10 XP. Alright. More of them. Four cave goblin warriors. Stabity stab stab stabity stab stab stabbington. 13 XP. Savage bloodthirsty creatures. Ah! Here's a special one. Here's the, the boss of the tavern. A hideous snarl echoes off the walls of the Badger's Den Tavern. As you turn to face... Turn to find a fearsome cave goblin stalking towards you. It's a scarred cave goblin. Fight, I fight, I fight and fight and fight. The vicious cave goblin thrusts his sharp blade at you. And I thrust my sharper blade at it. It is slain. 36 XP. The fearsome cave goblin staggers for a moment and then sinks to the floor. He topples to his side and does not move again. The last remaining goblins take flight. Shrieking wildly as they flee for their lives. About time. 32 XP to general. 
with no further goblins to attend, contend with at the moment, you set about making a quick search of the tavern. Your search of the Badger's Den tavern proves not to be in vain. Okay, there's, some, there's a pile of loot, just like in the church, but it's not that good. Oh, and 41 gold as well. We'll treat to the relative safety of the forest. Okay, your handiwork has cleared the last of the goblins out of the tavern. None have dared return. Also, I took all the booze! Because <laughs> we can't have the goblins drink it. Alright, next up is the... Alright, next is the mill. You leave the relative safety of the hillside vantage point, descend to the heart of the village headed for the mill. You move stealthily along Elmbridge's main thoroughfare, narrowly avoiding a goblin patrol. As you sneak ever closer to the village centre, it's only a matter of moments to arrive unseen at your destination, the Elmbridge Mill. With no viable alternative at hand, you stride up and boldly enter the enemy held structure. The moment you set foot inside, you discover the mill is swarming with goblins. The cool, savage humanoids quickly move to surround you, attempting to prevent your escape as you unleash your brutal assault upon their ranks. The brutal melee in the mill wages on as you quickly find yourself engaged with three unarmed cave goblins. Oh, really? Like, look, couldn't any of you have spared your own weapons for them while they're attacking? Come on, goblins, be fair. Or maybe you could get, you could just reach into that selection of weapons I'm going to find in the corner of the mill. Come on, give them weapons. Oh, you don't, don't have them fight if they don't have weapons. Anyway, begin combat. The goblins attack you with brutal claw, but they deal a brutal blow for 11 damage. Hmm. Turns out being unarmed didn't didn't make them that much less deadly. Oh, brutal blow for 7 damage. And they are slain. 13 XP. Okay, there's a spear-wielding cave goblin. I stab, 10 XP. Cave goblin shaman. Bow knife, I stab better. 12 XP, three spear-wielding cave goblins. Deputy stab, stab, stab. 13 XP. The three cave goblin warriors. Step it, step, 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 step. They are slain. Yeah. Okay, I'm not really reading all the descriptions because they're they're all the same. Brutal blow, four damage. They attack you with their cool weaponry. Four cave goblin warriors. This was, and they are slain. Thirteen XP. Four, another four cave goblin warriors. Now they keep track of. How many is slain? Do they keep a count of how many goblins there are? Is it fixed fights? Is it a fixed number of fights? Fixed number of goblins? Is... Yeah. Well, we'll see. Hideous snarl erupts off the walls of Ambridge Mill. And you'll turn to find a fearsome cave goblin stalking towards you. It's a caped cave goblin. Really? You've got a cape? I bet you feel so important because you have that cape. You feel like, oh, I've got a cape. I'm so brilliant. I can kill you because I've got a cape. Well, you can't. The vicious cave goblin hacks you with a stone-bladed axe. And is slain. 
69 XP. The fearsome cave, cave goblin staggers for a moment and then sinks to the floor. He topples to his side and does not move again. The last remaining goblins take flight, shrieking wildly as they flee for their lives. 64 experience to general. With no further goblins to contend with for the moment, we set about making a quick search of the mill. And here's some loot. Oh, Ardevarian artifact, I'll take that. Lots of common weapons. And none of them were picked up by those unarmed goblins, because they were dum-dums. Although there was some sort of weird goblin-y reason for that, which I really do not care to understand. Oh, and 38 gold. Having included your search, you quickly retreat to the relative safety of the forest. Okay, thanks to fine effort on your part, the mill is now devoid of goblins. Now see, there's a box with the names of the five places written down. As you finish them off, they get crossed out, and the text changes to say, there are no, there's no goblins now. But in your own fun ways. Next up is the stables. You better not be hurting any horses. You leave the relative safety of the hillside vantage point and descend into the heart of the village, headed for the stables. You move stealthily along the Elmbridge's main thoroughfare, narrowly avoiding a goblin patrol. As you sneak closer to the village centre, it's only a matter of moments before you arrive unseen at your destination, the stables. With no viable alternative in hand, you stride up and boldly enter the enemy-held structure. The moment you've set foot inside, you discover the stables is swarming with goblins. Cool. Savage humanoids quickly move to surround you, attempting to prevent your escape, as you unleash a brutal assault upon their ranks. Alright, three cave club wielding cave goblins, and these ones are slain. 13 XP. Sweat streams down from your brows. Just, yeah, ah, yeah, same as always. Two club wielding cave goblins. Stabity stab stab stab. 13 XP again. Another club-wielding cave goblin. Now get a better weapon. XP. Four cave goblin warriors with their crude weaponry. Sometimes they do a brutal blow, but... They're all for about 8 to 10 damage. And 13 XP. Two spear-wielding cave goblins. Frosted you with their spears and a slain. Alright, cave goblin shaman. Alright. Your vision blurs as you feel violently ill as a powerful wave of dark goblin magic washes over you for 13 damage. Alright, and it is slain. 12 XP, next to the savage bloodthirsty creatures is two cave goblin warriors. Stabity stab stab stab, they are slain. 13 XP, four cave goblin warriors. Stabity stab 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 stab. They are slain. Another 13 XP. A hideous snarl echoes off the walls of the stables as you turn to find a fearsome cave goblin stalking towards you. So one-eyed cave goblin begin combat. Stab, stab. The one-eyed cave goblin slashes at you and is slain. 133 XP. The fearsome cave goblin staggers for a moment and sinks to the floor. He topples to his side and does not move again. The last remaining goblins take flight, shrieking wildly as they flee for their lives. 128 experience to general. 
Yes, you keep going down the list, you get you get tougher fights and more XP at the end. With no further goblins to contend with for the moment, you set about making a quick search of the stables. And I find a bit of loot, most of it's rubbish. Oh, and 36 gold. Alright. Back to the back to the hill. Right, next up is the last place, the meeting house. Where the goblins move in and out. You leave the relative safety of the hillside vantage point and descend into the heart of the village, headed for the meeting house. You move stealthily along Elmbridge's main thoroughfare, narrowly avoiding a goblin patrol. As you seek ever closer to the village centre, it is only a matter of moments. You arrive on scene at your destination, the village meeting house. With no viable alternative at hand, you stride up and boldly enter the enemy-held structure. The moment you set foot inside, you discover the meeting house is swarming with goblins. The cruel, savage humanoids quickly move to surround you, attempting to prevent your escape as they unleash a brutal assault upon their ranks. Spear-wielding cave goblins, stab, stab, stab. 10 XP. Unarmed cave goblin. Again? Alright, well. I'll just, I'll just kill you faster. 10 XP. Three cave goblin warriors. This is slain. 13 XP. Two club wielding cave goblins. Stab, stab, stab. They are slain. Another 13 XP. Three cave goblin warriors. Stab, 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 time. 13 XP, Cave Goblin Shaman, or Shaman, or whatever, slain, 13 XP, three Cave Goblin Warriors, these are just the, the mooks just rushing through them, 13 XP, three axe wielding Cave Goblins, step, 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 they are slain, 13 XP, five Cave Goblin Warriors, that's the most of them to ever attack me at once. Oh yes, pity you didn't do that earlier when there was, you know, some of you left. No, pity for you, not for me. But anyway, you're still dying. And you are slain. 14 XP. You get slightly more XP because it's a slightly more difficult fight. A hideous snarl echoes off the walls of the village meeting house as you turn to find a fearsome cave goblin stalking towards you. Armoured Cave Goblin begin combat. The Armoured Cave Goblin thrusts his crude wooden spear at you. The enemy deals you a savage blow for 16 damage. And I keep stabbing and it is slain on round 4. 261 XP. The fearsome Cave Goblin staggers for a moment and then sinks to the floor. He topples to his side and does not move again. The remaining goblins take flight, shrieking wildly as they flee for their lives. With no further goblins to contend with them, they set about make a quick search in the meeting house. Find some loot. Ah, a few pieces of armour here. And 11 gold. Retreat to the relative safety of the forest. Alright, everywhere is clear. But I can, I should now be able to go into the church and down into the tunnels. But we've just passed an hour and, well, I know and I suspect, I know having done it before several times, and I suspect because obviously it would, 
that that will take quite a while to get into the tunnels and presumably find my ally, team up with them, somehow defeat the giant. Yes, that's going to take a while, so that will be in the next episode, where we'll finally take down Justice Khan. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.